So today I sat down with Tommy Love, co-founder of The Core Value. So what does The Core Value do? So if you're someone who's a business owner, entrepreneur, artist, creative in any type of capacity, The Core Value is just what you may need in your life and for your brand. So Tommy o oversees a team of very dope creative individuals who honestly, they want to talk to you. They want to bring you in. They want to see what you have going on, what's been working, any goals, aspirations, what you could do better. And they want to really propel you and take you to the next level and make sure that you, your brand, your business, your music, your craft, whatever it is, continues to scale by any means necessary. So he does this through a host of different elements, a host of different meetings, and even some of his skill sets of his own. Because on top of being the co-founder of The Core Value, Tommy is also a producer. He's also a songwriter. He's also an engineer. I can honestly keep going and going and going, but just know he wants to bring you an experience unlike any other and working with the core value may be just what you need. You're not in Philadelphia. You think they can't help you? Think again. So without further ado, enjoy episode 114, More Than Music. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner. Man, look, we pushing through the fourth quarter. It is now November. I hope, you know, everybody has been having a good start to it, really just been, you know, mapping things out. Because as we spoke about on some of even my previous, most recent episodes, we shouldn't be waiting till the end of the year. Whatever you want to do, whatever you got in mind, whatever goals, visions, aspirations, whatever's on your mind, knock it out the park. Let's get to it now. Day one can be today. Mm -hmm. Day one can be tomorrow, however you kind of choose it. But, you know, whatever you do, however you choose to, you know, tackle it, let's just make sure we add it. So, you know, down to business is continuously moving. We are about a month away from our live event in December now. So very excited to see those who will be able to tap in live, IG live, anything like that. But in the meantime, in between time, you know, we got to keep coming with the content. So very excited to be sitting down, sitting across from, sitting next to, however y'all want to call it, next to my boy Tommy, man. Tommy was somebody who I grew up with, in a sense. You know, we, we met each other probably around nine or 10 years old, so probably like 13, 14, 15 years ago. Nah, probably even more than that, like 17, 18 years ago. Now I'm, I'm thinking I'm a little younger than what I am, but Somebody who, you know, definitely time flies just to even show you that that was so long ago. But two, I also owe it to the power of social media. Tommy was somebody probably who I met, you know, pound school, pound, pound ball football, honestly. You know, somebody who we were the same size trying to play offensive line. We were, you know, but we were growing up with it. You know, we just had heart. We just wanted to hit people. We were winning at that, too. So big shout out to the Wildcats for that. But somebody who didn't really always keep in contact with even after middle school, going into high school, everything like that. But somebody who I will say the power of social media allows you to, you know, see what people are doing, what they have going on. And he was somebody who I was able to reconnect with. I was able to bring his cousin on, Jeff, who spoke about his brand, Bizarre, who's really been, you know, killing it in the urban wear, street wear, clothing brand, everything like that. So definitely tap in with him and go check in on that episode. He was probably like in the 60s, maybe 50s or 60s. So that was that was some time ago, almost a year and a half, two years ago. But, you know, power of social media, I was able to see what Tommy was doing, not only for himself, not only for you know, the local area, but just for a lot of different artists, just for what he does, just for even being able to have his own studio, even being able to co-found an agency, a brand that he's going to talk to y'all a little bit about today. So, Tommy, how's everything on your end, bro? How you doing? I'm great, man. I'm great. You can hear me and everything? Good. good. Um, so, yeah, so I'm good, man. I'm happy to be on the platform, bro. You know, just happy to see everything you're up to. And thank you for inviting me again, um, just to be able to catch up with you and shit like that. So, 
you know what I mean? We haven't had too much conversation beforehand and we haven't had a chance to, you know, stay connected through all the, the things we've been going through, you know, since uh, Little League football. But, you know, this is going to be a chance for us to just kind of discuss all of that and really, you know, get down down to business. Come on now. I love when people put the, come on, man. They be trying to call me corny, but you got to put the play on words in there, bro. You, you know what I'm saying? So I appreciate you for that. Okay, so one, before we, you know, obviously we got a lot of, tackle i got some things i want to talk about i got a lot that i want to hit on today can you one you know i know we're going to have some people tuning in from your side from my side we're going to have some in-betweeners some mutuals everything like that so one just give us a little breakdown one tell us a little bit about yourself and then two just let us know what brings you on the podcast today for sure um so my name is tommy love i'm a producer songwriter engineer from philadelphia pennsylvania I'm also the co-founder of Core Value, which is our production company, uh, also based here in Philadelphia. I'm sitting in uh, our studio location right now. Uh, pretty much what we do is we support artists at all stages of their career, kind of helping them curate their content uh, through uh, the music, their online uh, image, their brand in general, uh, and kind of just helping them tell the story of who they are as an artist become more vulnerable and, um, you know, help them have a, a good foundation for a long lasting career and not just something that's a flash in a bucket. Got you. Okay. So a lot of important things at the very beginning. So one, something that came to mind originally off bat for me was, I know you said that you got this started like in the Philadelphia area. Are you guys just local to when it comes to the artists and when it comes to the creators who you work with? Or is this something where, you know, if you got somebody in Florida, let's just say down here with me, somebody who I know down here who's an artist who really is making it happen. Or even in North Carolina, I saw a couple of my folks join and I know they kind of get into the music space like that. How would that work for artists looking outside of like the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area? Right. So we're definitely not limited to just locally Philadelphia. We work with artists from all over the world, honestly. One thing I will say though, is I do like being in person with an artist when I'm working with them and actually capturing that vibe and understanding who they are as a person and just like how they live their life on a day-to-day -day basis and the thoughts that run through their mind and the music that they listen to. So if I was to work with an artist from out of town, I would love to be able to actually fly to Florida and maybe be in the studio with them for a, a week at a time or you know, sometimes a month at a time, you know, depending on how people want to do it and things like that. But um, yeah, we work with a lot of artists from different places. I just had an artist come come from New York yesterday just to um, finish up some records we've been working on. And she's she's about to fly to L.A. Uh, next week. So, you know, people are always kind of moving around too in the industry. Nobody kind of stays uh, hammered down to one point. I was just about to say, I think one thing that's beautiful about that industry is just that you can move so much, you can travel so much. We see a lot of times the tours here, shows there, performances. I know Philly just had um, Powerhouse. So I saw a lot of people out there with the tickets and different artists and people track. Even some of my people from North Carolina were at Powerhouse. So that was kind of interesting yeah. to see. Yeah, man, just how global, uh, how globally of an impact music can really have. Okay, so in thinking about what you do and and what came first? Was it the was it you getting involved into the music space yourself as a singer, songwriter, producer? Was the core value kind of find its way along those myths? Was core value first and then you started to develop your own interests? What was really that timeline like for you getting involved yourself? Uh, so, you, so, I mean, with music, I had an early start with music just because I come from a really musical family. 
my my uncle, he's like a prodigy jazz musician. He's he has albums with like Miles Davis and John Coltrane and, and things like that. And my I grew up in church where a lot of my family was playing music and and my aunt was the choir director, just mom actually, she was the choir director. And um, so that was my earliest start with music, but it really began, I guess, recording and studio kind of work when I was in high school and I started producing, just making beats, flipping samples and different things like that. Um, so that was kind of, I guess, what happened first, the, the production side of it. And then as I kind of, as I kind of got older, I started working with different artists, getting different opportunities. I felt as though I needed to learn new skills in order to further my career and to and to get into the rooms that I really wanted to be in. Because uh, you know, when I first started out making beats, <clears throat> I, I felt as though I had a I had a unique sound, which I do. I do have a unique sound, but as the technology increases, it, it becomes increasingly easier to make beats. And it's a lot of producers, you know, making a lot of beats. You can go on YouTube now and you can find a beat that sounds like anything you want. So in order for me to kind of keep elevating my craft and staying in those rooms that I wanted to be in, I, was, I took it upon myself to learn engineering, which is just recording an artist, being able to make the vocals sound good so that when you when a consumer hears it on the radio or when they hear it on Apple Music, it sounds good to their ear. It sounds like an experience, you know, rather than just somebody talking on a microphone, you know, you know what I mean? Um, so I think that was kind of that was kind of how I how I elevated to that. And then Core Value was actually a company that I founded in 2020 with uh, one of my best friends from high school, Manny Lorenko. And we kind of just we wanted to we wanted somewhere to house all of these these ideas we had and all of this music that we were making. And we wanted to kind of just put a put a stamp on it and say, okay, like this is who we are, this is what we stand for. And this is what we want to bring to our community. And we also just wanted to add to the, the overall infrastructure of the creative scene in Philly. You know what I mean? Um, there's not a lot of avenues for people who are talented and ambitious young people. It's, you know, once you get to a certain point, there's really nowhere for you to go to learn and, and grow and collaborate with other people who are like-minded. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, man, it's, it's so important to have that creative space, just to be able, I, I feel like that's a phrase that we use so often, like-minded. Just, you don't really realize how important, how crucial that is to your own development, to brands, to anything like that. If you can't, you know, find things or even people for that matter or ideas that you can resonate with, develop from, build off of, it's kind of hard to want to stay motivated. It's kind of hard to, you know, you can be such a, you can be a very talented individual, but even the most talented, even the most skilled, still need inspiration, still wake up and sometimes have that writer's block or that creator's block or just don't know where to pull things from. Even me sometimes, you know, when I'm thinking of different content ideas and just different things that I want to do to keep it different, sometimes I got to go to YouTube or I got to watch a commercial or sometimes I just need to walk outside and just see something or just talk to somebody because, you know, sometimes you see the same things over and over again. You you develop a routine, you, you live life, wake up, do this, do that go back home, go to sleep. You know, you sometimes you got to break off, branch off, do something different. Sometimes some of my content ideas are so random. I got one in the gym one time and she'll tell you when I, when we kind of, I can't bring it up right now, but once it happens, she'll tell you that I literally hit her up, breathing heavy, like, yo, we got to do this. Like this, while this on my mind now, let me get it out to you. Sometimes you never really know where that inspiration, where that motivation is going to come from. So it's so important to have an environment around you that's 
supportive of that. And sometimes you have to change. You know, for me, nothing against Philly. I love my city to death. And I'm sure a lot of people really born and raised in Philly will tell you that. You love the city. You grow up in the city. You feel like, you know, I feel like us Philadelphians, we're, we're different. On the scoop hall pages and everything like that, they say there's no place like Philly, for sure, without a doubt. But you also recognize that somebody born and raised there when it's time to go, when it's time to get out, when tra what traveling does for you, what going out the country does for you, what going to the DMV area, we're going to Florida, Southwest, anything like that, what it does for you. And it makes you, you know, one, you still hold your city near and dear and true to your heart. But two, I recognize that, okay, maybe the South got something for me, something a little bit different that I ain't never had before. Maybe, you know, the West got something for me, you know, maybe I need to just take my talents elsewhere to really develop, to really grow. So don't be ashamed of that. So, but something you said that I'm very interested to get into, you said a unique sound. So Tapping in with Tommy Love, tapping into, you know, your side of things and what you do. What's what's unique? Like why an artist coming to work with you, somebody coming for the beat, somebody, you know, really wanting to explore what you have to offer. Why you? Why Tommy Love? Like, you know, what's so unique about that sound per se and how did it become what it is right now? Personally, my sound is based on my experiences. And, and so is everybody's art, how they express themselves. It's always based on your experiences, but a lot of times what happens is over time, people begin to lose sight of who they truly are. So they'll try to conform to what's popular on the radio or, you know, if they've, if they've been in a certain creative community for such a long time, you know, obviously people's ideas just kind of rub off on each other and we kind of get into these same habitual patterns. But what I've tried to do is over, over the course of my career, I've always tried to be very vulnerable and honest with myself and, and honest with the people that I create with just so that the music doesn't sound like anything you've ever heard before because it, it can't be, my experiences can't be recreated nor can, you know what I'm saying? You, you Mar, like no one could recreate the steps that you've walked for, for your existence, you know what I mean? So it's kind of just leaning into leaning into your own uh, identity and your own individuality and discovering who, who you truly are and what you want to express to the world. I love that. I love it. Nobody can, you know, nobody can live your, put your issues or nobody can walk a mile. You know, I, I love that. The fact that you can, and I love that about just music, about art, anything in general. Like even when people tell me to, send them playlist recommendations, or even when my phone is on shuffle sometimes, you might get, you catch me on the right day, you're going to get a little bit of everything. I'm like, damn, I didn't even know you listened to this, but hey, I hear something at work. I'm quick to, hey, Siri, name this for me. What is that? I'm quick, because you know, sometimes you just catch something or you get something, or it may take you back to a certain point in your life. Like I know sometimes where I really, I will say going, growing up, country music, I never really touched it. It was even a thing where I had a stigma around it that it was just, you know, it all sounded the same. It was all that riding on the horse music. It was all that cowboy stuff. Like, But I promise you, I went to LaSalle PWI for high school, all boys, private school. We in the weight room. They dropped the country music playlist, though. Yo, we in there, me, Zig, a couple of the other gang. Like, we, we lift weights, though. Like, we, hit, we asking them what's the songs. We put it on our playlist. It's even some songs out here today. I give you word for word. They like, yo, why you or how you know that? Like Guitar Hero days, any it's certain things that just like it's certain Guitar Hero songs I ain't gonna let rock out without. Oh, I'm gonna give you some. I might even give you <laughs> a little bit, but it's just like it's them. Like you said, it's them experiences. It's different things that you went through, lived through, 
grew through anything, through struggle through whatever the case may be, how you tied to that specific identity. So another thing that you spoke on too was just diversity recognizing that you got to a certain point in your life and realizing that, you know, you wanted to up the ante a little bit. You wanted to be a Swiss army. Like you didn't want to just be known for maybe producing, or you didn't want to just be known for songwriting. You want to have, you know, versatility is key. I tell people all the time. I recognize that within my field. Yes. It's one thing. Anybody can study communications. Anybody can, you know, write, but how, how do you write? What, what type of style do you have? Do you know more about sports? Can you do the weather too? If they need you to, can you get behind the scenes and produce in the studio if need be? So, to, to speak about kind of how you started, whether it be producing, whether it be songwriting, making your own music and everything like that, what was, if if at all, was it difficult really having to adapt new skills? Was it difficult having to take a step back, learn different things, explore into different avenues? Or was it because, you know, you just had such a passion for it, it was just what you enjoyed that, you know, you embraced it? Yo, it was hard. It was hard. Like, anybody... Anybody who knows anything just about recording music in a studio, they'll tell you like mixing. Mixing is probably like one of the hardest parts of making music process. You know what I mean? Because it's it's the creative side, but it's also the technical side of it. You know what I mean? So I always shied away from it in the beginning because I was like, nah, I don't want to sit behind a computer and look at graphs and and do all and do all this technical, super in depth. Uh, shit like that and um, you know I kind of it got to a point where I wanted I wanted it was ideas that I wanted to communicate that I had in my head that I couldn't get out whether it be because the engineer that I was working with he couldn't understand what I was what I was trying to communicate or it could have been maybe I didn't have the money to get into a studio and professionally record or you know maybe I was working with an artist I made a beat and we were in the studio, but we couldn't record the song because nobody knew how to record it or nobody knew how to, you know, mix it or whatever. Um, so in the beginning, it was hard. Yeah, I had to learn a lot of new skills, but um, YouTube and practice. <laughs> YouTube and practice, bro. You know what I mean? And I, I did have a lot of really good mentors along the way. Um, one of them being my guy, Every Ave. Um, he used to he used to be in the studio with Quilly. Um, you know, I'm sure you know Quilly or whatever. <laughs> he used to be in the studio recording a lot of Quilly music in the beginning. And uh, you know, I kind of I kind of got invited through a few times and I kind of just used to sit there like a fly on the wall and just soak up as much information as I could. And um, another one being uh my guy Maul Gates, he had a studio called Heat Factory, which I, I believe is still uh, up and running uh here in Philadelphia. And he kind of taught me a whole new way of doing things that I already had. I already had a solid foundation, but when I started working under him, he kind of taught me a whole new program, a whole new method, a, a whole new way of just kind of looking at the production process and things like that. So I'm very grateful for the mentors I've had and, and just practice, you know what I mean? Putting the hours in. Like you said, bro, that's, that's amazing just to hear about, um, you know, Quilly's and, and he is somebody who a lot of people look up to, whether you're just, somebody born and raised in Philly, whether you're just in that space, whatever the case may be, or whether you just like bid and whatever, however you, you know, however you tailor it. But I also think it's important that you said you, you know, you got invited through and you, you didn't just, you asked in the moment in a sense, but not from the respect of, oh, yeah, that's Quilly. I'm around Quilly. Yeah, you probably definitely had that going through your head, but a lot of it also was too, yo, what can I learn? 
how are they doing that? Well, what did he do there? And what did he, you know, and it's not always going to happen in that one time. Like you said, sometimes you have to check out different ones. You had to go to the heat factory. You had to go and see how somebody else was doing it. And not to necessarily say you want to mimic them. You have your own style. You have your own, you know, run of operations and run of show. But it's nothing wrong with, once again, you're surrounding yourself around like-minded people. You're getting that inspiration. You're getting that motivation. You learned a lot, I'm pretty sure, because you couldn't have done it all by yourself. So fast forward a little bit. You said you opened up the studio in 2020. So one, congratulations on that. That's major. I know that that's definitely something, especially during a pandemic, bro. It's not easy. So what would have been some learning lessons with a studio? I know with having, I know one with just opening up anything of your own, it, it, it comes with a lot. I'm sure there were definitely some trials and tribulations, trial and error, everything like that. But two, now, you know, 2022 is almost over. So you're officially two years in the books. What does really that look like for you and everything that you kind of go on? You Like you said, you've been able to work with sign people. You've been able to work with up and coming people, tailoring things for different people. So what has really the studio taught you as an owner? Man, um, so actually, so this, this specific studio space, we actually just moved in here like three weeks ago, three weeks ago, I think something like that. Um, but um we start. We did. We started the company in 2020, and it's definitely been a roller coaster, bro. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Um, the first thing that we really did uh, was we started working with an artist named Chioki. So she was an artist that we signed our production company back in May of 2020. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you. You talking about Nadia? Yeah, Nadia. Yeah. Whoa, yo, it's a yeah, it's a small world, Nadia. <laughs> Nadia, man. So, you know, uh, and Nadia, it's, it's a small world because I knew, I didn't really know Nadia growing up, but we knew so many of the same people. It's like we could have known each other. You know what I mean? Uh, so when we finally connected on the music, it was like, it was, I don't know, it was, it was, it was just, it was cool. It was almost like, you know, damn, like, it's almost like we've known each other for a long time, but we're finally actually getting to sit here and like connect through the music, which is like a, it's a very spiritual process, like when you're in the studio, you know what I mean? And um, yeah, when we worked with her, like we did a lot, um, we did a lot with her. Um, we kind of helped her craft her sound and uh, figure out the story that she wanted to tell as Chioki, the artist, outside of, you know, Nadia, the person. And um, it was, it's, it's been a lot, man, just because when you're in that type of, when you're in that type of role, it kind of made me step up to, the managerial role, which is which is a lot different than just being in the studio creating the music. Um, now you're kind of in the business side of it, where it's like, okay, this is your music. You're actually putting money behind it to to market it, to brand the artist, um, and you got to kind of kind of it's 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 a few different hats to wear, and like it's it's different responsibilities for each. So I just learned a lot about you know what it really means to be a producer. Number one what it really means to, uh, I guess you could say, brand an artist, uh, manage an artist, and also like be the leader of a team because I, I work together with, with you know, so many amazing people, um, you know, from photographers, um, you know, my brother Hanif was, was doing our digital marketing campaigns. Uh, my, my brother Barry, uh, he's still in DC and he, you know, he was handling a lot, a lot of our legal, legal things. So, um, just between just juggling all of that and still having to be creative and still be in the studio and, and be there for the artists and just as a person outside of the music because you know we're in the business of people so 
you know, people go through real things, even though they still got to, you know, keep the keep the business flowing and, and you got to be there through all of that, all of those ups and downs. And it's, it definitely told me a lot about just uh, being a leader and, you know, um, yeah, just being a leader and a creative and, and, and a business person. Yeah. That's a fact, bro. And like you, you even kind of touched on it, bringing up, bringing ownership into anything. It makes you kind of step into that managerial role. It makes delegation have to come. It makes you have to start making decisions, you know, for the collective sometimes and not just what Tommy would do, what I would do as the songwriter or the producer. Or no, this is, you know, this is encompassing of everybody, artists included. So, and I think it's so even hearing you list everybody that does different things for you from digital marketing to photography and videography, the fact that, you know, you even have that circle around you. That's important, bro. It's something that, you know, the fact that, you know, you have people that you can lean on, rely on. And it's almost like that family aspect too. I know that that one that brings a lot of comfort for you as well. And it almost eases some things off you because, you know, it's nothing like being able to realize like, Oh, I could give somebody something or tell somebody something, or when I'm not here, I know that the studio is safe with them or core value is good with them. Or if I'm doing this, or if I'm doing that, I know that he can help. Or if I if I recommend them to just go talk to her, I know that they're going to be good either way. So the fact that, you know, you have so many crucial elements along the path, bro, I think that it definitely just breeds even more success. So in thinking about what you do and thinking about kind of like you say, your style, your unique sound, everything like that, when it comes to, I guess, sourcing or working with different talent, artists, anything like that, is this something that you would say, do y'all market yourselves? Do y'all market core value like as a company to other people? Like, how does that really work in the industry space when it comes to, you know, getting in the studio or just having people in? Is this something where y'all are actively promoting yourselves? Is it that people know about y'all already? Is it word of mouth? Is it a little bit of both? How would you say most of y'all, like clientele, most of y'all work really gets done or gets initiated? Right now, I would say a lot of it is through word of mouth. And that's the best form of marketing, like in in any I would I don't know about I wouldn't say any business but um through all of the things that I've tried or discussed with people it seems as though word of mouth is the best thing because it already comes with a, a, a validation because whoever's telling you about it is you already trust their opinion most likely because they wouldn't be talking to you otherwise and you know number two they're already telling you how great it is so you go into the you go into the endeavor thinking, okay, I'm, I'm going to get a great service out of this, or I'm going to get a great feeling or whatever, because this person told me it was good. So a lot of times what happens is, you know, once we put a project out or once an artist that we record or an artist that we produce, once they put that project out, you know, the, the people who admire them and are inspired by them, they'll usually, you know, they'll figure out, okay, well, who, who did this? Who produced this? Or who recorded this? Or where was this mastered or mixed or something like that? And, you know, a lot of people kind of reach out to us through that, like through uh, Chioki, you know, we've met so many, so many amazing people uh, in the city, uh, around the tri-state area, you know, everywhere, like everywhere I go, it seems like, you know, people always know her music in the city, in the city, at least, you know, Everywhere I go, people kind of know her music at this point. So it's just, you know, putting out the putting out good work and putting out good energy too. Like when people get in the studio with you, you know, do they have a good experience just like talk, even talking to you or like just even, you know, just being around you? Are you a good person? Like, do you make them feel at home, make them feel comfortable? And that goes a long way. You know what I mean? Just being appreciative to people and um, respecting them and, just taking the time to really understand their process and the individualities of everybody, you know, 
it, it gets around that way. I think you said it best. It may, I think you made a great statement in saying that it may not work for everybody, but for the people that it does work for, myself included, that as long as you know you do a, you do great things, you do what you love, you do what you pay, you do what you say you're going to do. I think the rest will speak for itself. I can't tell you how many times, you know, I've, I've received DMs or follows or reposts or anything like that from people who, you know, oh, well, so-and-so was on the podcast, da 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 and he, you know, made it happen this way. My last interview with Ryder, he basically said that his roommate was on the podcast. Shout out to Cam, only Ohana. And basically, you know, he tapped in from that episode. And I love that. And I tell people that, look, you never have to apologize, explain, justify your journey with down to business. Everybody comes, if you come on the 80th episode, cool. If you come on the 60th, four, it doesn't matter. The fact that y'all came at some point in the journey is just, that's the beautiful part of it all. And I even will back you up in saying that, you know, Nadia was somebody who I met and I come to find out that everybody who we knew, I'm like, damn, like, how am I just meeting you? Like, we, we'd have been around each other for so much, but it came to one of, that's why you said the name again. I'm like, nah, I only know one person with that name who really go by the fact that I could only imagine, you know, cause she just had that Nadia good person all around genuine energy and all of that. So I'm definitely excited to even tap. Cause that's something I will say I haven't done is tapped into her music like that, like that. I've heard some things here and there, but I got to get right with that sound and really make it happen. But I can only see how, you know, you do great work for her. It only brings you and not even really from a clientele perspective, but it just gives people the idea, oh, wow, they got a studio here. Oh, he does that. Oh, well, let me figure out, you know, then social media gets involved and then everything like that. And before you know it, the wheels are really turning, the business is happening. So yeah. I love that a lot. So I'm thinking about, you know, what you've done so far. You're telling me that you work with a host of, of dope talent. And, and I know that there's things out there that you still want to do, or maybe even avenues that you haven't touched on just yet. So with, like you said, newly moving into the studio about two, three weeks in now, what are you looking to do? Are, 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 are y'all kind of just getting things set up? Because it look like y'all kind of got a dope set up in there right now from what I can see. But would you say y'all still kind of getting things together on that side? Is there anything that Core Value is looking to do directly? Anything that Tommy's looking to do? You know, we closing out the year. We thinking about 2023 now. So what can the people expect? Obviously, within reason, don't, you know, don't give us too much. But I love to pull things out of people, you know, for sometimes that I can. So is there anything that we can expect? Anything that you haven't really tapped into yet that, you really want to? Um, well, with the space, we kind of want to turn it into a production hub for like, you know, the really talented artists in the city that we believe in and the artists that we feel as though we, we want to build up and show them support, you know, and uh, moving forward, like, it's funny, I just literally just sent my partner, Manny, I sent him our goal, our 2022 goals this morning, just to see like, yo, this is all the stuff we did this year. You know what I mean? So, we getting ready to kind of finish out the year strong and write our 2023 goals. Um, but for me, I just want to continue to put out good projects um, with, you know, up and coming artists. I'm, I'm, I'm not really super, I'm, I'm not super um, fixated on working with established artists and artists who are uh, already kind of got their, their thing going, they already got their producers, they got their sound, they have their brand. I love I love those artists, like I enjoy them, I listen to them and all of that, but as far as what we do here, like I'm really more interested in like how we can help like the, the underserved artists really tell their story because that's really where the gold is, you know what I mean? Like those are the, the producers who really stand the test of time are the ones who built an artist up and came from the ground with them and helped them 
really, you know, showcase their talent on a bigger stage. So that's really what I'm kind of interested in moving forward. And um, yeah, but I'll, I'll definitely be like releasing some of my own music, just what I'm having fun. I, I'm always writing songs and just in the studio and things like that. So um, yeah, that's what, that's what we're looking to do, like moving forward in, in the 2023, just putting out more projects, um, finding more dope, dope talented artists that, that kind of haven't had um, too much spotlight put on them just yet. Hey, look, I'm going to tell y'all, he definitely, I asked him about the unique sound because I just wanted him to describe it for y'all, um, for the people <laughs> tapping in. I will tell y'all one thing, and I'm, I'll stand by it. You put a guitar in Tommy Hands, bro, he, that's a bad dude with that guitar, bro. He, he, <laughs> it's some of them it's some of them snippets you done dropped on IG, I done let just ride, just let ride, <laughs> let, let that ride out, you know, because I was, you know, like I said, bro, a lot of our interaction really came from a set point in our life, so for us, we really didn't know. And that's fine. You know, we were kids like it was what it was. But growing up, we really didn't see each other. Like, we didn't see this happen. Like, I'm thinking about us at guard tackle on the line, nine, ten years old. We didn't think about it. Now we sitting across from each other. You sitting in a studio, bro. I think that that's one of the dopest things out right now. And the fact that, you know, you're doing it in a city where there's so much opportunity, but at the same time, there's so much hate on the other side. And just some people don't make it out of out of that sometimes and stay in that funnel. So the fact that, you know, you're not only providing an opportunity for yourself, for your family, because you got Jeff's hat on. I just, I've been looking at it like, is that bizarre, yo? That's, yeah, that's definitely bizarre. So you repping the brand, y'all, but the fact that you're not only making an opportunity for you, your family, but people around you, man, other artists, even mutual friends that we have I think that that's one of the dopest things and then like you also said too you're not fixated with the top of the line the top names everything like that that'll you know that'll come when it needs to and if it doesn't come then it didn't need to come maybe your focus is just the underserved the underrepresented those who don't always necessarily have all the resources because they just as talented and at one point a lot of these top sign verify we're in the same predicaments. We're in the same boat. So who knows where you're going to be, you know, in years from now and thinking about 2023 and the 2022 goals and just the timeliness of it all. So I love that, bro. So in thinking about, you know, everything that you've been able to accomplish with core value, everything that you've been able to accomplish both individually and just with other artists and everything like that, has there ever been a time where an artist or someone has come to you with a project or anything like that and you've actually had to you know turn it away or decline work or anything like that <laughs> yeah i feel like i uh i turn down projects all the time honestly like and i will say you are really defined by what you say no to so you you have to be really um and especially especially like for for like any any young producers who may watch this or any young creators that may watch this at some point in the future, whatever, you have to have such a strong conviction in your in your artistic idea because people will try to like almost make your vision fit into theirs. So you have to be really, you have to understand when it's time to say no because you're gonna burn yourself out, especially when you when you start like getting noticed and people people start, you know, coming to you because they like your work and they like what you've done in the past and they kind of want to work with you and get that, that same kind of feeling uh, from what you do. You know, you, you got to be very selective about what you take on because you can't work with everybody and you really only want to work on the stuff that really like moves your spirit. You know what I mean? Because being a creative is like, you got to stay inspired and, 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 if you're not inspired when you're doing it, you're just doing it for ulterior motives, whether it be for clout or a check or whatever, 
it's never going to come out the same. So I, I'm, I've been increasingly more uh, selective about the people that I've been working with just because I don't want my own artistic uh, vision to become clouded or just my, my spirit to become dull because I'm working on a bunch of meaningless projects just for the money or just, you know, for, for reasons that, that are insignificant. That's important, bro. The same way we don't want yes men, yes women in our life, you can't be a yes man or a yes woman. You know, you have to be able to differentiate. And it's not being mean. It's not when you know your worth, when you know something that you, when you think about a journey of something that you've done, when you think back to 2020 and what you were going through back then and things that you were going through. And now you look at 2022. Well, I bet some of them things, you know, you've realized that you might have dodged a couple of bullets or you might have, you know, maybe you missed some opportunities. It's, a, it's all a part of the process. But to be able to, you know, stand one, have a foundation, but to be able to stand firm in said foundation. I think that says about just a lot as a person, whether you're a business owner, producer, entrepreneur, creative, whatever the case may be. We all have, you know, just different values, morals, everything like that. But you can't just just take on things just because because like you said, you're going to one run into overload two burnout it's just not going to especially if you're doing this on your own like for me there are some things or interviews that I've had to you know maybe put to the side or postpone or some content ideas or just things that I've had in my head that yo it sounds good I know this will probably be fire it will look good it may even give me some more traction but I can't you know if I can't put my all into it or if I can't put my best foot forward with it the way I want to do it then maybe I just can't do it right now and it's not to say you never do it at all Maybe, you know, timing is everything. So maybe it just can't work right now. Maybe when I get more solidified, build a team, add more to my foundation, I can do more that way. So you kind of spoke on it a little bit too, but I, I want you to even go a step further if you have it. You spoke about young producers. You spoke about, you know, people are kind of up and coming into this space just the same. What would be your message to think about a young Tommy or think about a Tommy just with an interest in songwriting and producing and kind of knowing everything that he knows now, 2022 going into 2023, Mr. Pandemic and everything like that. What would really be your message to some of these up and coming people out there, whether they're in Philly, whether they're in Florida, Cali, anything like that? Somebody who may have an interest, you know, in this field, but not necessarily know everything that it encompasses until they really get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. One, I mean, the biggest thing I would say is, um, biggest thing I would say is, is like, be yourself, like be unapologetically yourself. Like there, there's, what you have to offer the world is valuable. You know what I mean? Um, and you gotta just be, you just gotta, like I said, have strong conviction and you gotta not be afraid to be vulnerable. When, when people think about the songs that they they live to, they cry to, they die to, they, you know what I mean? Like, those are the songs that that are, like, really vulnerable and they touch something, like, inside, inside of you because whoever wrote the song, they had to go to a certain place to even bring that out of them. And, you know, that's what connects people through music, you know what I mean? I've never gone to a place anywhere in the world where, you know, there wasn't music, you know what I mean? Or music didn't come, come out of that place some type of way, so... It's a, it's a very connecting thing. Like that's how humans, you know, connect to each other. It's the universal language. And you can't be afraid to be vulnerable because that's that's where the value is. That's where your leverage is. Because, you know, like I said, your experiences can't be duplicated. Nobody else can talk about that situation the way you saw it, the way you went through it. You know what I mean? Um, or even make the music the way you want to make it. You know, whether you're just a producer uh, and you're just making beats right now, 
like don't be afraid to um try something different like try something you didn't try you haven't tried in the last couple of months when you make it be you know just take a whole nother route take a whole nother process something like that um but yeah those are those are probably the biggest things you know just be yourself and and it's not gonna happen overnight you know what i'm saying just work hard and <laughs> you know what i mean just work hard and and enjoy the process you know you gotta fall you gotta fall in love with failing and and fall in love with just creating just to just to be able to do it. You know what I mean? Big fact, bro. Unapologetically, I was talking to one of my homegirls today. She's actually about to launch her YouTube blog um, channel and everything like that. And she was kind of telling me, you know, that the podcast and a host of other individuals have served as motivation for her, people who stay consistent to the craft and everything like that. And I told her that, look, because she said, you know, I was ready to quit at some points and just wasn't really feeling it and everything like that. And I told her that, one, glad you didn't, but two, you need things like that. You need to be able to admit things like that because one, you overcame it. You didn't quit. You're still here. You're about to launch it. So big congrats on that. But two, it's going to make that much more of a difference when you look back on this, when you, where you want to be, when it's not happening overnight, when it's years later, you think about that day back in 2022, like, damn, life was hard. Life was life and life was hitting. But you know, I stayed true. It might not have come when I wanted it to, but delay is not denial, you know what I mean? So I think that that's definitely, that's very, very, very important, bro. Very important. You don't even have to be a business owner or an entrepreneur. Just, you, you be unapologetic in your everyday, in your nine to five. You know, if you stand, because I'm even like that in my job. You know, if there's, if there's something that I just don't like or won't go for, if it's just not me, you know, I'm going to stand firm on that. Don't just, like we said, it gets back to that whole yes mentality, or crabs in the barrel mentality. You no, know, somebody has to be that force or that driver to say that, hey, you know, I'm a, I'm I'm a stand on this, or I'm I'm not gonna take this, or you know, as big as this may seem, as as much as people telling me, yeah, Nick, you know what? Sometimes you gotta go against the grain. Sometimes you gotta do that unthinkable because you never know what's on the other side of that. You never know who really has your best. Nobody's gonna have your best interest at heart more than you. You know, something could sound so good, somebody could sell you a dream, bro. It sound all good. You get through it. You get to it. On the other side, it's not always what you expected. And you know, we've all had a feeling like that business owner, entrepreneur, human being, just in general, where we we hype something up or in our head, we have such high expectations for something. You get to it, it's not even really all that it's said to be. So mm -hmm. I, love that, bro. I love that a lot. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very excited for Core Value. I'm very excited for what y'all are doing, not only just in the Philadelphia area, but like you said, y'all are not local. And so I'm always, I'm also thinking about, you know, as soon as this drops, I have people who, you know, aren't signed, who could be looking for work, who may just need a, a tweak or may just need something new or even just a different collaboration. That's that's really what I hear from a lot of when I talk to people out here, that this mm -hmm. may not be your, your oh, Tommy may not always be your go-to. Tommy may not be your locked-in producer. But when you and Tommy come together, y'all do some great work. Y'all make some great music. Y'all have a great, you know, you have a sound unlike any other unique to you, unique to him. So would you say that there is anything that with Philadelphia being so heavily populated in the music industry, just in the producing industry, in the entertainment industry in general, would you say that there's anything that differentiates you or separates you from other people? Do you not really think like that when it comes to really just producing and being in the music industry? Is there anything that you even kind of, when explaining to people what you do or when kind of talking to people or even new artists and things like that, is there anything that y'all do or, or that they can expect from you that they may not be getting elsewhere? Yeah, for sure. Um... I mean, one thing, uh, one thing about our production team and like our, our songwriting team, um, 
we really take take pride in like just being able to step into different step into different roles. So even with Chioki, that was music that I've never worked on a day in my life. That <laughs> that type of music, like any, anybody who's familiar with her sound, is very um, it's very like alternative rock mixed with R and B. And I've never done anything like that before. But through my discussions with her and through a lot of trial and error, you know, we made a bunch of songs before we got to that sound. Um, you know, it just took time for us to kind of learn her and really get her her tastes. I think all creatives are defined by their taste. You know what I mean? Like it's about what you find, what you find appealing. You know what I mean? And that's what really makes that's what really makes you, you know, who you are and, and gives your creative um vision. Uh, but yeah, if you work with core value, yeah, you're just really going to be like a focal point as far as we want to get to know like who you are, like on a, on a deeper level so we can kind of understand, you know, the experiences that you've been through and how you see the world so we can help you communicate that musically because, you know, a lot of artists, they come to the producer because they, they want a different sound or they want to be able to express themselves in a way that they've never been able to before. So that, that's what, that's what they want you to bring out of them. And we, we try to do that just by, you know, really, um, and uh, really getting into conversations before I even, before we even work on any music, like I'll have an artist come into the studio. And even if we've been working before, like I was sitting there and asking like, yo, how was your day? You know, what did you do? What have you been listening to today? You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Just certain stuff like that. And that can that can give you a song idea just like that. And I mean, just, oh, I, I had a bad day. I had I had an argument with, with my mom and, you know, it was about this and, you know, okay, cool, let's talk about that. Or if we're not talking about that specifically, let's get that emotion out. You know what I mean? Like, let's figure out how we can tap back into that. Um, so I think that's that's kind of like our process when we go into it with, with anybody. And I think that that's so important just because you know, you never want to, just as anybody in general, you never, there's one thing, there's a time and place for everything. It's time to read the room, anything like that. But when it comes to your art, to your passion, to your craft, to your skill, you never want to feel like one is rushed, it's ingenuine, it's just straight to the point. There's no personality to that. And you know, something that I pride myself on with just being me working in hospitality, man, whatever you kind of want to call it, and even just doing the podcast, I want to be very personal. Something I tell all my people is that, you know, I don't prepare things before. And sometimes that catches people off guard. Sometimes it makes them more nervous. But I'm sure for some people, it may have raised a few eyebrows. For people who I really don't know like that or for people who, you know, this is your first time, it may be like, well, you know, well, why not? Well, everybody, you know, you why not? You don't have any questions. You don't have any things. But then I'll always follow that up with, you know, the, the best way to pretty much learn about what I do, what I have going on, what we do here is, Listen to my previous. Listen to how I introduced the episodes. Listen to how I talk to these people beforehand. Listen to even, I, well, they're not going to hear this part, but I break down. I always have a little conversation with everyone before we start. With you, we had to do it four times because, you know, <laughs> it kept happening like this. But I always just try to be, you know, you have to be personable. Break it down a little bit. How's everything been, bro? For somebody who I ain't talked to since middle school, I'm not about to just get on here and just hit record and let's go nah bro let's, let's chop it up a little breakdown what's up with life you didn't even know i was in tampa you know so it's just different things like that that needs to happen but i know with artists with just people with work in general like you said one that cannot only generate just ideas content everything like that but two 
that comfortability, man. It's just like, oh, I can be in this. I can work with core value. I can go to the studio and I don't feel uptight or just awkward or, you know, I don't want to send people there because, you know, they make it think not get the best experience. No, you go work with core value. You're going to get a, a genuine experience from start to finish. They actually want to talk to you, sit down. Sometimes people just want to be heard, man. Like sometimes people just want to talk to you. People, I've had somebody ask me like, because I told them pretty much like, we, I guess we, so to speak, we were not in that space of like close friends, best friends, anything like that. But I told her, yo, if you ever just, you know, need a listening ear, just somebody to hear you, just listen to you, I'm there for you. And she was just, it kind of caught her off guard or kind of just like, you know, because one, she probably wasn't used to that. But two, it's just like, she said, well, like, why? And I'm just like, you know, because there's a host of reasons why, but simply put, that's just me. You know, I, I recognize that I'm not one to always talk about my feelings, what I got going on and things like that. But I'll be damned if I don't want to listen to yours and give the best advice. I'm going to give the, I'm the best advice giver for the advice I don't take. You know, like, it's, it's just a thing of like, it's one of them things where I'd much rather just just lay it on because some, that makes you feel better. That's your beliefs. That's your way of, you know, getting it all out. And from that, you may have just sparked some mind. You may have even given me some advice and not even realize it. Or you may even make me think about something. I, because little do you know, we, we going through a lot of the same similar things. That's why when people talk and when people go through things, I'm just like, bro, like, well, I'm glad I listened to you. I'm glad I heard you out because you'll never believe it. I'm actually, you know, so sometimes you really just got to get the time to talk to people. And it's not always bad. Sometimes, yo, y'all can resonate on the best of things. And y'all chop it up, kick it up. And before you know it, 30, 45 minutes pass. Y'all ain't even really work on what y'all was supposed to be doing, but y'all that has had a straight combo, wrapped on things. And that's sometimes, that's more important than the actual work that needs to get done itself. That's the, the personable aspect of things. So I think, you know, when you can incorporate that in so many different aspects of your life, but especially just with art, with people who you may not know, with people who are already feeling underrepresented, already feel like that, you know, they don't have the, because you have to think about that too. You have to think about that. These people, you know, are coming from different, are coming to you because they need you to do something to help propel them to the next level. Not because they already propelled to the next level and they just want the cherry on top. That could be it too. But a lot of times it's people, especially in Philadelphia and the surrounding areas, it's these people who are just trying to make it. These people who, you know, see so-and-so or are inspired by so-and-so, but recognize that, yo, Meek started on a corner with the brains. Mm. With the flip phones and all of that, we used to record him like, go, go, really go listen to me. That's why, you know, for as much nonsensical things he may say sometimes, Philly always going to pack Meek. Yeah, you sure. recognize Meek was hungry, yo. He's still hungry. So y'all could talk all the yelling and he'd be doing that on the tracks, but listen to the freestyles. It wasn't new. It was just because <laughs> he put a, a certified mic in front of him and now y'all really hear him yelling. Yo, he was yelling on the freestyle. With the brain, mm -hmm. with all of that, with the, that, yo, come on, he was out there in the cold, like really getting to it. So the fact that, you know, you have other people out here who may not necessarily mimic what he did and how he went through. My dog, Sonny the Man, just joined. One of the mm -hmm. coldest. I was actually about to post him the other day and say, yo, go to his page and find me a freestyle that Sonny the Man ain't snap on. Because he actually somebody who I want to partner with because he makes his own beats, he does his own songwriting and everything like that. But Sonny is cold, man. Sonny, and he, I had him on a podcast too. But you just think about, you know, different people's paths, different people's stories, everything like that. So the fact that, you know, you can be an outlet for some people, a resource for some people, even sometimes a therapist, so to speak, just because, you know, you break different things. Now, you may have asked them a question that nobody asked them all day, all week. Even their own family ain't checking on them. But just simple, hey, how you doing? How was your day? Wow. It could really mean the world to somebody, bro. So I love that y'all are doing that. And I encourage y'all to continue to, you know, 
stay personable. As long as you have that genuine team around you, y'all really going to, you know, make waves, bro. So before we wrap things up, before I tell people, you know, where they can find you, tap in with you, explore all that you have to offer content and service wise. Do you feel like there's anything we haven't touched on today? Any last words that you even want to leave the people with anything um, you kind of want to get into anything you want to say about yourself, core value, the studio, anything? Uh, no, nah, I mean, about ourselves, not, nah, um, honestly, like, I'm just happy to be able to share the platform with you, bro. Like, um, you know, we kind of just, uh, like I said, we just kind of want to build a, build a, a community here in Philly where it's like, uh, you know, talented people can work together. One thing about Philly is the really talented people, they'll get really, really, really talented. And then they go to LA. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or they get really sound, they go to New York, you know what I mean? Atlanta, whatever, you know what I mean? So I think we kind of just want to help shift the next generation's mindsets to say, like, yo, you guys can build together. Y'all can just work together and y'all can put, y'all can build each other up, put each other on the spotlight. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think about it like, who's the, who's the biggest artist in Atlanta? Doug. Doug. I say okay. Doug. For future. One of them. Thug or future? Okay, cool. Well, future is signed. Who is the who is Thug signed? To? I think Thug is Thug is signed to. Um, Thug is signed to. Uh, they might both honestly be signed to. Unit. No, actually, future signed to Sony. Future is signed to Sony. Yeah. But I would have said I would have said little baby. I would have said little baby. Mm. But I'm gonna say little baby because I, I needed to support my point. So look, <laughs> but little baby, right? He signed to. He signed to QC. And he's the biggest artist in Atlanta, if not the biggest artist in hip hop right now. And he signed to a black owned Atlanta based company. You know what I'm saying? Obviously they're distributed by a bigger company. You know what I mean? But he built what he built where he built with the people from where he was from. You know what I mean? He didn't go to LA and like try to get a, a record deal with Warner or whatever, Columbia. He said, okay, cool. Like, you know, I'm gonna build with the people who helped build me, and I like what QC. And it's a, it's a, it's so many things. I don't want to just single out Atlanta, but there's another label in Atlanta um, that I really like called LVRN, and they have Summer Walker, Black, um, Westside Boogie, um, and they're just they're you know four four young guys, no not too much older than us. You know what I'm saying? And they're they all went to HBCUs. They're all from Atlanta. And they kind of just double down on themselves and build with each other. You know what I mean? So we kind of just want to, you know, shift the culture and, and just help people realize like, yo, you, you don't have to go outside of your city to, to find like-minded individuals or you don't have to go too, too far. Obviously it's always good to, it's always good to travel and, and get, and get around. But when you do travel to places and you do get that, that those experiences and that knowledge, don't be afraid to bring it back to where you're from and help build up the next, you know, the next generation telling you i um am i you even kind of gave a little bit of perspective for me just because you know a lot of times i tell people that you know if you do something or if you have talent or if you just have a service craft or something go to atlanta i feel like i tell people atlanta to me is just the black creative hub like if you it's almost like new york like if you go to new york or even my manager was telling me like yo people look at a resume differently when you have that you worked in New York there just because one, that's just a different lifestyle, that fast pace, that city, but the fact that, you know, New York, Wall Street, everything kind of thinks about that professional setting. But I tell people the same from the Atlanta side of things that is so overpopulated with people that you bound to run into somebody or find somebody or do a service from music to clothes, hair, anything like that. 
But now that you say that, like, it kind of makes me take a step back because, yes, I'm, I'm definitely all big and all for collaboration. I think that's really the sole purpose of this podcast. I want people to network and connect. But sometimes I, I really don't realize that they're right in front of us. They're right in, in your hometown. These are the people who, you know, you played football with, you coached with, you went, you grew up right next to, you know. So I think that that's also an important perspective to have that sometimes, you know, you don't necessarily have to feel like you just got to leave your city or just go way out, go to LA somewhere just because that's where everybody else having it at or doing whatever. Sometimes you can make Philly the, the East Coast LA. Why can't it be? You know, you can make, we can make Philly just as populated and saturated or, or as Atlanta. We, the same way we feel like New York breeds all these greats or North Carolina breeds all these greats or Florida breeds all these greats. Well, Philly does breed a lot of greats. We can breed more. You know what I mean? So I think that, you know, even for me and what I say, I have to think about that because, yeah, I, like I said, I love my city to death, but I also speak a lot to getting out of the city. But sometimes, you know, depending on what you do, depending on your niche, your craft, your service, yes, you have very talented individuals right next to you that, like I said, may be just under-resourced, underfunded underserved, underrepresented, anything like that, that who knows, you know, you get in front of a core value with what they could do for you, how they could propel you to the next level. And you had it all along. You just needed that, you know, you needed that other piece because we can't do everything together. I tell people that too, like people tell me a lot, they're impressed by the podcast. My boy Zoe just told me, you know, he was asking me, you know, do you have a team? Like, what do you do? I said, no, that's all me, bro. You know, a lot of it helps because I went to school for this. So a lot of the video editing, photography, everything, Zencaster, iMovie, Audacity, all that, it kind of comes natural to me now because I've been Premiere Pro, I've been using it for years, had to take certification tests, everything like that. But why would I not want a team? Why would I want not want people like-minded, there goes that term again, to be around me, to be able to build that up and to be able to make that happen? Because I know that, you know, I add somebody that can help me with social media, well, then I might make a TikTok. I'm not making a TikTok right now because you're not about to get me on there editing another website for content but if i can just have somebody else and i send you everything that i got and you post it oh well we might hit a different crowd now oh if i can add you know somebody to do my scheduling for me oh well i may be taking on more interviews throughout the week and not missing some or not having to cancel some because things happen you know so you never really know where you are without one piece or just without one person or without one conversation or one meetup you know so i think that that's important too so before we officially close out the interview, bro, I know we got some people on the live. I know we got some people that's going to be watching this face to face and everything like that. Where can the people tap in with you? What's the best places to take advantages of your products, your services, even tap in with, you know, some of the music, some of the work that you've done in the past and even the studio itself? Thanks. Uh, so you can visit our website, uh, www.corevaluevalu.com. Uh, co um so there it'll, it'll pretty much um it'll have a link where you can um you can book our studio also have um my email um and you can follow us on instagram at the core value uh it's just the core value spelled the same way um and i'm on instagram at robots aren't real um so it's pretty much spell how it sounds <laughs> and uh yeah man we're definitely looking to work with uh definitely looking to work with uh, brands looking for um, any type of audio or um, any just you know any and looking to do anything in the audio field maybe you know they need theme song I actually want to talk to you bro see if you need see if you need like a theme song or like a jingle or something like we can make that happen you know what I mean make that happen but um mm -hmm. yeah we're gonna talk about that but uh but yeah uh 
yeah, that's where people can find us. You know what I mean? Any upcoming artists, any producers that kind of want to come utilize the space, uh, just get a good vibe and get out, you know, get out of the crib and cook up. You can do that too. Um, so yeah, don't hesitate to reach out, man. Thanks. Hey, bro, honestly, because so before I switched over to um like video only, all my audio episodes used to actually have um an intro snippet. Like I play, I cut off one of my boy's songs. Um, it's actually the name of the beat was actually God Damn. Like it was my boy Brian Enoch, man, real good. I'm gonna have to send you some of his his work, definitely real good. But something I told myself moving forward, because I've been doing a lot of events and stuff like that, I want to start throwing my people's music on there because I think I use I just use fam good we good for my most recent one then I use LLC money bag I mean money man and uh and yeah money bag yo but you know it comes out with that copyright or it wasn't played in certain countries or when I had to put it on YouTube I had to go through an extra step of verification whereas if I use my own folks stuff and things that y'all made oh it's easy and then they got people asking me yo what's that yeah so we definitely yeah it's already there bro it's already done but you know, bro, I was definitely very, before I even reached out to you to tap in with you, bro, I was, I was proud. Like I said, I was letting some of them snippets ride, bro. You was really making it happen. And like, I, for us to not have really tapped in on that level growing up, but to, for us to be able to reconnect here and now, I, I can already see it. We definitely going to be able to hand some stuff off to each other. I, I love to see it, bro. Definitely proud of everything that you got going on. Definitely love to still see you making it happen in Philly, bro, because there's a lot of people, people who we play with, people above us, below us, who ain't got the same stories, who can't say the same thing, bro, who not even really here to talk about it, you know? So, and a lot of them people was near and dear to us. So, and close and families, families knew our families. So the fact that, you know, we still making a way as young black men, bro, is, is definitely inspiration. And the fact that two people could be along the same coast in two different places, really still having an impact and making it work, bro. I love to see it. So from me to you, man, from down to business, the core value, we love y'all. Best of luck to y'all, man. However we can help y'all and make it shake, just let us know. But we definitely will be tapping in. We definitely sending our people your way. So all my artists, producers, engineers, brands, y'all heard them. Look, let's collab. Even if you got a podcast or you need something on the beginning of your YouTube, because I know I got a lot of YouTube creators on here who are going to be tapping in with the, with the fancy bios and the fancy intros. Add some music onto that. I'm pretty sure my boy Tommy got you. So Oh, now you know with, with with to wrap it all up man y'all don't know what it took to get this this is actually the fourth take for this interview i was getting mad because my, my sighting wouldn't be great tonight but big shout out to tommy man for sticking with me making this happen this has been another episode of the down to business podcast here with tamar turner